Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Dr. Oz was here and revealed how you, at home, can lose the fat once and for all. And after that show, viewers lit up. We got eight million hits. That's a lot of fat people. In the first... <laughs> Only kidding. In the, in the first week alone, and we received thousands of emails from you wanting more. So today, America's doctor he is, is back. He's my doctor, too. Here to answer your most burning weight loss questions. Welcome back, Dr. Oz. <laughs> So I hear you don't uh, walk down the street anymore without people knowing who you are. You really have changed my life. I have. Yeah, I, I really have. You know, I know come to people come up to you and say, "Look at my waist." <laughs> it hurts right back here. Yeah. No, you know, but it's in the office too. You know, I spent so much of my life talking to folks one off, one off each time, trying to get them to appreciate that they could really understand their bodies. Uh huh. And you walk down the street and people say, "Hey, I know what the momentum is. I'm not scared of this. I can figure this all out." That just feels so good. No, Reggie Wells, my makeup artist, who has a little belly, you know, we did him on the show, and then he gained the weight back, and he walks up to me and rubs his belly and goes, feel my momentum, baby. <laughs> <laughs> on that show, Dr. Oz introduced us to a part of the body many people had never heard of, the omentum. Well, there's an organ that you have inside of you. We're going to teach a little bit of vocabulary today. This is a critical part of it okay. called the omentum. It sounds like momentum, but without the M. It's actually hooked up to your stomach, but I did better. I brought you some. You brought now. Come on! <laughs> a little momentum never hurt anybody. Come on. So, I've got to show you first a normal momentum. Now, this, when, 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 now, that's a thin person's momentum. Now, I'm going to show you. Bad momentum. Bad momentum. Bad momentum. 
So that's what's there layered inside. That's what you're feeling when you're punching your... And it's normal. It's supposed to be there. Yeah. Not, not that, that much. Not that much. <laughs> so, Dr. Oz, the number one question our viewers are asking is, can you shrink your omentum? Absolutely. That's the whole purpose of the omentum. You, we're born with omentums that we can store fat in. Uh -huh. So we're supposed to be able to have it get bigger and smaller. But today, instead of having to go hunting out in a safari somewhere, we yeah. just slide the milk carton out of the way to get our food. That's right. And so we can build up huge, ponderously large omentums. But it's absolutely reversible. Now, what was that you said before? I think that was shocking people that sometimes if your waist is so big, you were saying it's the same as having breast cancer. Remember if, that? If you're 100 pounds overweight when you're age 50, I'll give you some numbers. If your waist size is close to 40 as a female and 45 as a male, you have the same chance of surviving a normal life as if you had cancer of the prostate or breast. So this Isn't is a big really, issue. That's a big wake-up call. Last time it was here, Dr. Oz said, the most important measurement isn't your weight, it is your waist. So Madia from Chicago says she has lost three inches since seeing Dr. Oz on that show, and she has a question. Yes, three inches since that, since a month ago? Yes. What did you do? I was following a lot of what he did. I exercise every day. Uh -huh. I'm eating the oatmeal uh -huh. and just incorporating that into my life, and I feel great. Awesome. My question is, I wanted to know, can you show us how to correctly measure our waist? Because I don't know if I'm doing it correctly. I'm telling people three inches, but I'm not sure if that's... Here, come on up. I, I get asked this question all the time. Really? Yeah, and, and a couple basic rules. First of all, you want to find your belly button. So turn around so we can show people your belly button. You want to be modest? No. And is there. it okay to suck in? Yes. Because I, I heard you telling that, but I wasn't sure now, if I'm just cheating. Here's the deal. I want you to suck in as much as you can. Suck, 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 suck. And you're 32 inches, which is good. Oh, it's only two days. It's good. Here's why sucking in is important and allowed. We're not concerned about how lax your muscles are or your posture. What we want to figure out is what's going on inside the muscles, where the omentum is. You can't suck your omentum in. You know, you just suck the muscles to be taut. We want to measure what the omental fat is. So if you're sucking as hard as you can and taking a deep breath in, if that lets you measure your waist to just get the omentum, you're doing fine. So what is the waist measurement supposed to be if you're a woman? No higher than? 32 and a half inches for women. You got one half inch to go. <laughs> and what for men? What for and men? And for men, you want 35 inches optimally. But you know, a better rule of thumb what? is half your height. Half your height. So how tall are you? 5'8". So you're 5'8". So 5 times 12 is 60 inches, yeah. plus 8 is 68 inches. Divide it in half, that's 34 inches. That's your optimal height. And you can do that for kids, oh, it's too. Optimal waist. That waist should be, right. Yeah, optimal waist. So that, you could go as high as 34. That's what I was when I saw the show. Really, 34. Were you sucking in or not? I was. You were sucking in. <laughs> when Dr. Oz said healthy monogamous sex can help you lose weight, viewers had questions. Christy is one of them. Here's a question for you. Hi, Dr. Oz. My name's Christy, and I saw you talking about sex on the show and how important it is. But you need sex, too, and, and, which is one of the ways you feed your craving center. Well, some people aren't getting that. So. Some people aren't getting that. Well, listen. I know a lot of people out there who are saying, find me somebody, and I'll have some, OK? <laughs> Being a single woman, I was wondering, is pleasing yourself the same as having sex with your regular partner? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, pleasing yourself is better than nothing. But, let's, but, but let's, let's be honest about sex and what it does. First of all, contrary to popular opinion, the average amount of calories you burn when you have sex? Yeah. 25 calories. Yeah. Right? That's you know, like a part of a, half of a slice of bread into calories. The real value of sex comes from a release of a hormone. It's another word, another vocabulary word called oxytocin. Sounds like oxygen. When you're breastfeeding your child, yeah. 
what makes you want to get up all night long and take care of this little bundle of skin and bones is this incredible surge of oxytocin that makes you feel community, love, empathy. So when you have sex and you bond with someone that you care for, not recreational sex, but really loving sex, you release oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And that is incredibly important because besides lowering your blood pressure, what it does is it tells your gut not to send signals to the brain to eat. So it's a wonderful tool to get you where you want to be. Now, there's a little bit of an additional benefit to that. Not only do you lose the weight, which increases your sexual prowess. Yeah, and so that's really good to clear up because I think a lot of people thought it was about calorie burning. Well, you must be hanging from the ceiling if you're burning. <laughs> you must literally be swinging from the ceiling exactly. and doing pull-ups, doing pull-ups during sex if you're burning that many calories, yeah. Wild times, yes. But I got one more bit of good news for you. What? So if you lose 35 pounds, if you're a male, you gain one inch of penis length. That's true. Now, and the reason is, the reason is you've got this extra fat bundle that builds up and starts to surround the shaft. So, so there's a couple issues that go along I've with that. I've often option. wondered about these really fat guys. Wait, out of <laughs> Yeah. Haven't you wondered, how do they find it? Right. Well, really, these really fat guys. So, because when you really, really, you've seen these guys and you wonder, like, when they sit down, where is it? Does it go in? Well, you got the other problem, you're out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But seriously, though, where does it go? It, get, it gets enveloped by these folds of fat. It's yeah. still there, but the shaft gets surrounded by more and more. I, I really think you that gain this... an inch for every 35 pounds? Exactly. Well, I mean, it obviously tapers off after a while. Yeah. But... <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Well... You know, I've been doing this show 21 years. I always love to hear something I never heard before. And I never heard that before. I never heard that before. Have you ever heard that before? No. We never heard that before. Well, look what you started. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Pleasuring yourself. Lose 35. Gain an inch. Here we go. Marsha from Streamwood, Illinois, has a question. Marsha, what do you want to ask Dr. Oz? Hi. Hi, Dr. Oz. After eating a meal, I just... I'm already thinking about what I'm going to eat next. Wow. What do I do about those cravings? Well, there are a lot of things that cause cravings, Marcia. And one of them is your body senses automatically when you don't have enough salt or when you need a little more potassium, you're, yeah. you're craving some sugar. But there's also emotional craving. Mm -hmm. And this is a whole different problem. If you think of the, the, us coming out of the primordial soup, well, when we actually would taste something that would comfort us, we'd want to have more of it. So when we're children, at our very basic level, that's what happens. We feel pain in our life, we feel loneliness, or, or there's something that comforts us. And a void, food, a void. There's a void, then food fills it. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's really the role of soul. Because a lot of times, we feel that huge void, yeah. and we fill it with food. Mm -hmm. And in your brain, there's an area that drives craving. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Well, this is what I want to know. Why is it after, like, a nice, good meal... I didn't, this didn't happen to me until I turned 48. I used to not like chocolate, exactly. ever, until I turned 48 and something happened to me and now I crave chocolate. Mm -hmm. And especially after a meal, I just want a little bit of chocolate. Right. Well, is that psychological or is that really happening? No, that can really happen. And part of it is as you go through your, your change of life, Thank you. menopause, yes. the, 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 right? the ovaries, so the ovaries actually do a couple things besides make female hormones. One of them is they actually make endostrogens. It, it, they make the, the steroids that, you know, those baseball players use to get big and bulky? Yeah, yeah. They make a little bit of that. And so when you lose that ability to create those kinds of equivalents to testosterone, then you actually begin to get a little pouchier, yeah. you accumulate a little more fat, and your cravings start to shift a little bit. And serotonin which is one of the ways that you deal with some of the emotional challenges of going through that time of your life, is actually linked to sugar. So if you, if you eat sugar, it drives your insulin levels up, which is the hormone that controls sugar, and you tend to absorb more of those nutrients into your brain where they become serotonin. So it absolutely makes physiologic sense. Dr. Oz brought us something special today that he says is gonna help everybody understand where cravings come from. What's under that thing? <laughs> come over here, come over here. This is fun. something special. What is, is under that? This is very, very fun. This is a human brain. Oh. Now, come on. Now, I've got my purple gloves on, which usually yeah. means we're going to play a little bit. Is that a... That looks like a big-headed person right there. Well, it's a male brain, so it's a little larger. That doesn't mean we're using it all. No, no. Male brains are anatomically larger, but we probably use a smaller portion of it. So. <laughs> the, men, the, men go, what, the men are saying, what are you clapping for? <laughs> you can tell this is a largely female audience. Okay. Oh, so boy. I want to talk to you about the brain. Now, the brain is incredibly fragile. Here, hold that for me if you can. <laughs> you can be Vanna White. Here you go. <laughs> there we are. All right. <laughs> now, you'll notice a couple things about this brain. <laughs> First of all, what does it feel like? It feels uh, spongy. Spongy. It like feels like slick and spongy. Like, like a hard-boiled egg, maybe? Yeah, kind of. I can see you're enjoying this. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, smell. Are you bothered by the smell? Yeah. These are your smell organs. Right there. Right, right there. there. Okay. So a couple of them, this is really important. You see these little organs here, yeah. which are on top of our nose. That's where our smell goes. Where does it go? Right into the middle of the brain. It doesn't go out here where all of our executive function is. What's, what's this little lump there? This what's lump it? here is called the cerebellum. That's how we get oh, our balance. Oh, the cerebellum. Oh, okay. Right. Now, the smell goes right to the middle of your brain, which is why when you smell certain foods, it bypasses your thought process. It's a reflex. You know, you go by a shop and you smell that waft of some food you, you, you love, it mainlines right into the middle of your brain, and you don't have any ability to control that. That's why smell is so important. Now, I'm gonna, I want you to see this part. I'm going to hold the brain for a second. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> now, this right here is the mind-body connection. Right there, that little lump is a connection mm -hmm. between this, which is the pituitary gland, yeah. and the inside of your brain. Your team... It connects all the influences from the pituitary gland, which stimulates all your hormones, 
with the inside of the brain. So if you're going to... But this brain's upside down, right? It is upside down. It's okay, usually good. like this, yeah. right? But it's actually sort of hard to, to look, show these anatomy sections. So what, are all of these little sections representing something? Yes. The left, if you're right-handed, yeah. this left part of your brain right here... I'm left-handed. Well, okay. then, in your case, this part there. of your brain controls all your motor function, how your arms move and come back. This part of your brain in the front controls yeah. your executive function. What's right from wrong? Ethics. Decisions Where, up here? Up in front here. Yeah. So what makes Where's this... Where's my memory? Your, your memory is actually located down below underneath these structures here. And that's important because the key things that drive hunger are the things that are found in this part of the brain. Because underneath this connection, the stalk between mm -hmm. the pituitary and, and the brain is something called the hypothalamus, which is the satiety center of the body. Mm -hmm. That's where all your food and desire for thirst and sex and sleep come from. Under there. Under there. Now, okay. the what, craving is where? Where's the craving? If you look in here, yeah. Right under there. You so if somebody hit me in the head right there, that would go away? <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Yeah. You, oh, so, that's what I need. You okay. see those two little lumps there? Yeah. Those are called the mammillary bodies because they look like little breasts. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Don't you think this is fascinating? And if you bump yourself there, you yeah. get amnesia. Yo. You have no recall. But would I also not have cravings? And you would, lo and you would lose your cravings. <laughs> okay, good. So when you're two years old yeah. and you're having a bad time and your mother gives you a fatty food, yeah. This part of your brain remembers that. So right next door, when the satiety center says, eat food, eat food, eat food, the place it draws on its memory from is right next to it, wow. the mammillary bodies. Wow. So the mammillary bodies say, you know what? The last time you had that cream pudding, it took care of your problem. Okay. Dark I want to know one question. We can't get lotion on the plane. How'd you get a brain on the plane? <laughs> As you walk through security, you smile at the guards. You smile at the guards. <laughs> Gladys from Portland, Oregon, sent us this email about Dr. Oz's favorite breakfast of steel-cut oatmeal. She wrote, I'm not in love with the taste of oatmeal unless I put a lot of sugar on it. Is there anything else? My, my kids don't like oatmeal either. So my wife, who makes all the big health decisions in my home, uh, came up with a, a drink that mm -hmm. we use all the time. And here, here it is. This is called the magic drink. The kids like that. Yeah. Mm. Now, here's what's in it. Simple Tell to me make. what's in it, it first. It's got fruit, which is you know, blueberries and banana. And we mix it with some ice. And then here are the key ingredients, some soy protein, Good. Because you want that for breakfast. Good. Some psyllium husks. That's the fiber source. Right, that, psyllium that, husks. Psyllium husks. That gives you the fiber. I'm going to tell you why that's important in a second. And then I add some omega-3 fats in it. I put flaxseed oil in it. And when you actually put those together, especially if you want to add some powdered vitamins, the kids love it. And more importantly, when you have fiber for breakfast, you're not hungry all day long because you've got a stable blood sugar. And that means when the kids go to school and when I go to work, it's sort of important when I pay that I pay attention, my blood sugar level stays stable so I can focus, focus, focus. So what do you think? I think it's okay. It's a resounding endorsement. <laughs> I think it's okay. I would like it better with strawberries. Strawberries and peaches would give it a little more mm. yeah. it, it could be tangier depending yeah. on your taste buds. Yeah. But again, if you make it to the desire yeah, of your it's family. It's a little and, flat for me, but... I'm happy for you. But, but here's why it's important. <laughs> the fact is, it's hard to make steel-cut oatmeal for breakfast. People yeah. could tell me all the time they don't have 15 minutes. This takes three, four minutes. Yeah. Fast. Okay, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing low-fat yogurt, peaches, half a banana, six ounces of orange juice, and crushed ice with some protein powder. That's perfect. Is that okay? I, I would add a little bit of... Flaxseed? Flax, well, not flaxseed, but I would add a little bit of psyllium husks to it. Psyllium husks. Yes, because you want some fiber in... Is that what it's called? Yes. Psyllium husks? P-S-Y, psyllium husks. Okay. And it's a, that's an important additive in the morning because you want to have fiber in your breakfast. If you have sugary cereal for breakfast, yeah, that you're hungry work. in an hour. Exactly. You're hungry in an hour. Do you all notice that? When you have a big breakfast, you eat pancakes, you want to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> My staff tells me this next question comes over, up, up over and over. Here we go. 
Hi, Dr. Oz, my name is Kate. After the holidays last year, I found myself with a few extra pounds, so I decided to try dieting. After just one day of starving myself, I decided that maybe I was more the quick fix type person, so I looked into colonics. I found myself alone, cold, naked, in a room with a very nice woman with a long hose and a big machine attached. Dr. Oz, are colonics a good way to lose weight? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I hope they bought you dinner or lunch after that. You know, I wish <laughs> Are you, you know, serious? Were you serious about losing weight through a colonic? I really thought I was going to lose like 10, 15 pounds. That's what I read. And it was three pounds and a loss of $150. So, wow. We just don't have any data that they help health at all. A normal healthy bowel movement, the, the S-shaped bowel movement we talk about. That we all now look for. <laughs> yes. Right. That is a cast of your rectum. That's the poop that's stabilized in there. When it comes out, it means you're empty. The better way to clean yourself is from above by eating foods that let your body naturally push everything out. Right. I just have never been able to find any data supporting colonics as being better for you short-term or long-term. Did you feel better, though? No. <laughs> you didn't feel better after the colonic? I went home and ate McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. You got a colonic, and then you went to McDonald's? <laughs> Did you I have the salad? Did you have the salad? Because McDonald's. Oh, no, has... no, I had the Big Mac. That is very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Okay, because McDonald's has great salads. You could get the salad. I could have, but you could have, but you got the Big Mac after a colonic. Okay. This next question. Thank you very much. That's very funny. Comes from a viewer who has lost 90 pounds. Hi, my name is Danielle, and I've recently lost 90 pounds. And I eat a lot of Olean Olestra products. Dr. Oz, is this safe for me? Okay, good question. You look good, by the way. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Work, but yeah. I just want to caution you. It's a synthetic product you're putting in your body. The nice thing about them, actually, is they keep you honest. Because you eat a really fatty food, when you go to the bathroom, it looks like an oil spill. Right? It's not very pretty. And in addition, sometimes they prevent you from absorbing vitamins. <laughs> what, what did you just say? <laughs> well, you know, the way these products work is they prevent your intestines from absorbing fat. Okay. So they're supposed to get you trained to have less fat coming through your, your diet. But if you go ahead and try to have a lot of fat in your diet, after you have been eating those for a while. Exactly. The whole thing comes out like an oil drum. My, my family's had trouble, but I, I have not had, had those problems. That's why I wondered about it, if it's just... So if they're not dangerous. Just takes, it has a lot of colorful fruits and vegetables because you need to get vitamin A and, and E because those are the fatty vitamins that don't get absorbed well. But otherwise, it's fine. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Did you all see our poop show with Dr. Oz? Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that fantastic? talking about poop on national TV, and <laughs> haven't you been looking at your poop differently since then? <laughs> Sometimes you don't get S's, you just get C's. So, yeah. <laughs> Any letter of the alphabet except the period is fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here's another question. Here's another question we hear often. Hi, my name is Angela. I'm 41 years old. I'm from Chicago. Saw the show, bought the book. Dr. Oz, if I'm gonna use a sugar substitute, which one do you recommend? Good question. So 
The big danger in America right now, the simple sugars, and they come in many forms, high fructose corn syrup is a pretty typical one. So I'm definitely pushing away from that. And if the only way to get off that is take a sugar substitute, then that's fine. And there's a lot of data behind this. Don't think that by taking a diet food that has a sugar replacement in it, that you're actually gonna be able to lose weight because of that. That's not how it works. It that's, isn't? No. The one I like is agave. Because agave is, a, is actually a natural product. It's really, really sweet. You just put a tiny bit in your tea or whatever else you're eating, so you don't get many calories, but you get a little bit. I, I don't know what that is, agave. Agave is a, a natural sugar, but it's really, really powerful. It's very sweet to the palate. Okay, what about diet sodas? I know people here in this building who are completely addicted to diet sodas. Well, I, I feel strongly, again, in my own family, that we don't have data, and I'm trying to be honest with you about where we have data and don't have it. I want you to drink 100% fruit juices. You know why? Because there's but calories. fruit juices have so many calories. You do have calories, Oprah, but they, but they have nutrients with them. You know, the goal here, look, I can get you to lose weight with chemotherapy, right? If you want to lose weight, I'll give you some prescriptions for cancer chemotherapy. We'll knock the pounds right off. That's not the goal. The goal is eat foods that have nutrients in them. Your body is gonna get the calories. We talked about the fact that you're only gonna be able to diet long-term if you aim at 100 calories a day. Don't try to lose 500 a day, you're not gonna be able to do it. It's like holding your breath underwater. You gotta come up eventually. To be smart about it, aim for 100 calories a day. And to cut. Eat, to cut. Yeah. And you know you can cut 100 calories a day just by being smarter in what you eat. You know, the holidays are, you know, where a lot of people overeat. Don't you have to do it consistently? Like if you overeat one day and then you get back on your plan, I have found that if you get right back on your plan, you'll be fine. It's if you overeat, then you overeat the leftovers, and then you're, you're or if you right. take it through the weekend, right. you're gonna gain four pounds. Well, well, the, the key to any successful diet is you have to be able to make mistakes on it. Yeah. Look, we're all mess-ups at the end of the day. We're gonna make mistakes no matter what. Yeah. You can get back on track really quickly if you're eating the right kinds of foods. Over the holidays, the average person will gain about a pound. But if you take that over a year, one pound every month, you'll put on 12 pounds. So you don't wanna do that. So what are the ways? I thought people gain eight pounds over the holidays. Most people don't, thankfully. Though the average person actually. Oh, that's what I used to do. Okay. <laughs> it was an eight-pound average. I thought eight pounds was the thing. It's not eight. It's no, just it's one. No, it's not. The, the average person. There are definitely eight-pounders out there. But here, <laughs> it's like that big turkey. Yeah. But but the reality is there are a couple simple things you can do. One pound is the is the norm. The average for the country. What is all the big fuss about then? Well, because if you multiply one by 12 you get, for over a year, you'll gain 12 pounds. Okay. And people just aren't bad at the holidays, they're bad all year round. So if you want to be smart in the holidays, a couple of little easy things. Don't be a two-fisted eater. You know, when you're at a cocktail party, always keep one hand free to, to shake the hand. Yeah. Right? That means you either got a drink or, or you've got food in the other hand, but not food and drink and shoving it down like that, right? Yeah. And, and in addition, you ought to alternate alcohol with water. Just make a drool. If I'm going to have a, a wine, I'm going to have a glass of water to follow That it. is a fantastic rule, especially if you're drinking tequila. <laughs> Very good. Karen from Pennsylvania wrote us about her husband, Jason. After I watched the Dr. Oz show, I realized that Jason's health is in danger. Karen shot this home video of Jason sleeping. It sounds like he's gasping, like he's actually not breathing for a couple seconds at a time. And I can't imagine what that might be doing to his heart. I don't feel rested when I wake up. I feel actually more tired sometimes. Jason works nights, so to help him stay alert, he says he relies on a lot of sugar. Eat a lot of candy at night, trying to keep awake uh, 14 hours at a time. Dr. Oz says that the dangerous fat 
that you're looking at is, is in your midsection, and that's where Jason is his heaviest. I don't want to lose my husband, he's 35. I know if people keep eating like this, they're not going to be around a long time, you know. I feel like a 45, 50-year-old man in a 30-year-old body. Well, 50 feels pretty good to me, so uh, <laughs> 50 feels pretty good. What did you want to ask? I wanted to ask if you could go into the connection between lack of sleep and the craving for sugar or the, you know, the weight gain, the cycle. It sounds like sleep, sleep apnea, though, doesn't it? Yeah, Karen, Jason, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> but uh, let's start off with sleep and the problems with not getting enough. And there's some simple things you can do to improve that. For example, automate it. You know, go to sleep at the right time for you every night. Wake up at the same time, even on weekends. And be smart about the, when you can't get to sleep. Because after 15 minutes of trying to get to sleep, forget about it. Get up, meditate, do something that, that gets you away from that routine that you're in. But if you don't get your sleep for whatever reason, what happens in the brain is the satiety center says, hey, you know what? I got my water, I got my food, maybe I got my sex, but I'm not getting my sleep. The fourth part's not being filled. So the brain starts to crave serotonin and sugar. And so you're going to eat sweets. And at the end of the day, you deposit the sweets in your belly. Now let's talk about snoring, because that was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep apnea is when you stop breathing for about 10 seconds in a row. Wow. So you, every 10 seconds, if you have to gasp for, for air, so you know, you're snoring, you're snoring, and then all of a sudden, for 10 seconds, there's no sound. Right? That's sleep apnea, because you're suffocating. As you lie on your back, your jaw pushes into the fat that's accumulated in, your, in, your, in the back of your, your mouth, and you're not pushing any air anymore. That can happen 400 times a night. Yes. That's like a series of rear-end collisions that are destroying your heart and your brain. Increased chance of accidents. If you're driving a truck, you, you crush somebody without realizing because you fall asleep. But you also can give yourself heart failure. And at the end of the day, you end up with a, a belly. And the best way to treat sleep apnea is to lose weight. And the beautiful news, Oprah, is that if you lose 5% of your weight, your sleep apnea symptoms go down by 30%. It's a big deal. You know, I've carried a lot of weight. It's been as high as 237 pounds. So when you're carrying that much weight around, you were saying earlier that it's like having prostate cancer or breast cancer. You're carrying a diagnosis that's, not, that's similar to those diagnoses. You know, we, we sent you this morning. I'm going to tell something on the air, and we've talked about this, because just before we came on this morning, we had gotten some test results back for Jason. And so Jason told us that he wasn't a diabetic, he wasn't hypertensive, he was doing okay, despite the fact he had extra weight on. Mm -hmm. But you know, we've been talking a lot about the, what fat does in your belly, right? It pushes on your kidneys, which causes high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. It shunts all this stuff to, to your liver and causes diabetes. Well, your test results this morning show that you're a diabetic. I mean, you're 35 years old and you're a diabetic. And, and your blood pressure was 149 over 72. So you're hypertensive. These aren't borderline things. You're actually there. And you were kidding around saying you feel like you're 45. Well, you know, we calculated your real age is 55. Mm. And, you know, Karen's too beautiful a woman, and you're just too darn smart to, to let that, be, this weight problem become the end of your life because that's exactly what will happen. And the beauty is it's all reversible. And if I try to treat it as a doctor, and you come to see me with those two problems, what am I going to give you? I give you insulin. What does insulin cause? Weight gain. Or you have high blood pressure. What I give you, a beta blocker, what does that cause? Weight gain. Mm -hmm. So if you let me do it for you, yeah, I'll take care of it short term, but it's going to cause you side effects that makes your life more difficult. Mm -hmm. If you do it on your own, together with Karen's help, you don't need me. Yeah. And your problems will go away. Yeah. Were you thinking that it's just a little weight problem? No, I knew it was more serious than just a little you weight. Did you think it was more serious? Yeah. yeah. And what does this diagnosis make you feel? Very concerned. Yeah. You need to take care concerned of it. Concerned enough to do something? Oh, absolutely. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This next one comes from Lisa. When I saw the Dr. Oz show, I realized that I was contributing to make my daughter sick. Nicole's aware she's overweight. People don't make fun of me, but they do it to other kids, and that doesn't make me feel good. I don't want to be one of those kids. Nicole's breakfast would typically consist of a protein bar, or if she's had cereal, I'll make her grab some shredded cheese or a piece of string cheese for breakfast. Lunch is at school, probably a burrito or a taco or pizza day milk, and she always wants to grab that bag of chocolate chip cookies, and I'm pushover. Nicole's favorite thing to eat is chicken nuggets with french fries. She'll pick it every time if I let her. It's a struggle as a mother. If I'm driving through somewhere, it's hard to say, you know what, let's get you know, a salad and sliced apples. She's not a big fan of exercising and working out. She does play soccer. She plays with her friends, but she likes to go on the computer. I look at Nicole now. And I see a beautiful girl that needs some help. That's my daughter. I, I helped contribute to this. Dr. Oz, can you help my daughter and me become more healthy? So 17% of kids in this country now are overweight. When I was graduating from college, it was 5%. So we've tripled in 20, less than 25 years the amount of obesity in kids in this country. And we've tripled the diabetes rate among kids, and the predictions that we have are that one half of all minority kids, especially Hispanic kids, born in this country today will be diabetics, type 2 diabetics. And so they're coming Hispanic to... Hispanic kids and black kids? Black kids are a little bit less, but they're much higher, too, than the white kids who, have, who are about 35%. But even 35% is a crazy number. Yeah. And these kids are coming to us with sleep apnea. They're coming to us with knee pain because they're so heavy, and when you run, seven times your weight's being pushed on your knees. You can't exercise. They're coming to us with high blood pressure. And these are crazy diagnoses. Little kids. So what do you want to say to Lisa and Nicole? So Lisa, the key issue here, uh, from my perspective, is that you got to make the key decisions, not in the home, but in the supermarket. Right. And we, you know, we've given you the whole list of how to make those decisions. Stay away from the bad five foods, right? The right. foods we've talked about that you don't want to have in your ingredient list early on. And these are you know, the simple sugars and some of the bad fats, like trans fats. In addition, you got to eat as a family and make sure that everyone's on the program. Because, you know, it's not fair to have Nicole on a diet when a sibling is having chowing down on a double cheese pizza. No. It's not going to happen. So the family's got to go on the program together. And the last thing is don't pester, Nicole. And I, and I know you're not trying to do that, no, but no. You, kids don't respond well to that. The best right. thing for you to do right. is get the other alpha females in your neighborhood together, okay. get their kids to know the same things, and then all of you work together to get your kids talking to each other about it. They can lead each other. Right. What's interesting is she was saying that she eats that protein bar for breakfast. Right. I was saying to Dr. Oz, I eat a half a protein bar for dessert because they're so full of sugar. They are. You got to be really careful about that. protein. Look on the side of it. If it says enriched flour, or if it has a word that means sugar, like you know, maltose or dextrose, right. or if it has high fructose corn syrup in it, exactly. that's, that's a sugar that's bar. It's a sugar bar. It has it, it in there? The high, yeah, right. it was like the fifth ingredient, the high fructose corn syrup. Right, so the first five right. ingredients cannot say one of those five words. Okay. And also look for trans fats and saturated fats because a lot of those bars have to have it because the good fats for you don't store well. So you can't put them in these bars because these bars have to be able to stay on a shelf for a year for you to buy them. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Dr. Oz says eating dinner backwards can help you lose weight. 
you know, in Europe, when you have a meal, the salad is at the end of the meal. Yeah. Which has a lot of benefit. The, the salads stimulate those digestive enzymes. They have a lot of water in them, and they physically fill you up. So you're less craving of desserts afterwards. The other thing is, is, is that salads have a little bit of a sweet to them, so you won't desire the dessert as much as it tastes on top of that. Yeah. So I think we but ought to flip. they do flip. salads and cheese in Europe. They do salads and cheese, and that's pretty satiating. There are calories in that, but they have a little tiny sliver, a little bit, a little wafer of yeah. cheese, not yeah. a lot of it. And we, in America, always have our salads first, which always was a curiosity to me. Well, like a lot of you, this next viewer has a busy schedule. Here's his question. Hi, Dr. Oz. I'm Eric. I'm in sales. I find myself in the airport with maybe 20 minutes to spare before I got to catch my plane. And my question for you is, how do I make healthy choices when fast food's my only option? Interesting. Good question. Couple rules of thumb. First of all, no, don't fry the food. There's no point. Secondly, make sure that the salad dressing that you're putting on your salad doesn't have all that mayo and ketchup and all that junk that so many women especially get their calories from when they're middle ages. And the last thing is be proud of a doggy bag. You, know, you ought to walk in there and be able to take food out. We serve too much food, period, across the board. It's like that great Orson Welles line. You know, he said, my doctor advised me, you know, he was a fairly portly gentleman, he said, my doctor advised me to stop having intimate dinners for four unless there are three other people at the table. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you said earlier to the audience that you already lost 30 pounds. Yes, I have. Uh, honestly, actually, I've been doing a, a program, a hypnosis program. I'm just listening to tapes and dealing with a counselor on a weekly basis. It's, I've not been doing anything different other than eating what feels right, but it, it's very much in line. I've read your book, and it's in line with what you're saying. But it, I just have a hard time, you know, being motivated to do it and, and making the right choices. So it's just, it's really helped me. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times people think they have to be motivated to act, but in life it's different sometimes. You've got to be acting to get motivated. Yeah. So congratulations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Oz says, when you need a sweet treat, he says, when you need a sweet treat, reach for a little bit of chocolate. Mmm, you know, good. The, key, the operative word is little bit. Little bit. <laughs> but chocolate, real chocolate, you know, not milk chocolate, but 70% you know, or more pure cocoa chocolate has flavonoids in it. Flavonoids are these really powerful uh, vitamin-like substances that when you eat them, guess what they do? They dilate the arteries of the body. Yeah. And we actually have data they may, they may be beneficial to the heart. So a little bit of dark chocolate is a wonderful dessert. A little bit of dark. dark so chocolate. brownie doesn't count. No. <laughs> nice try, though. OK, our viewers want to know, what's the difference between whole grain, oh, good question, and whole wheat? I've been dying to talk about this. Okay. People ask me this all yeah, what's the What's the difference time. between whole grain and whole yeah. wheat? So you have an outer bran on the wheat when it grows. That shell, that casing, has a lot of the fiber in it. Yeah. It also has B vitamins. Then you have the germ, which is the nucleus for the next plant. And around it is something called endosperm. Then you have white bread. They take the endosperm out of the kernel, and they mm -hmm. serve you only that. And they don't give you the husk the outer covering, which is the bran, and they don't give you the little seed, the germinal seed that's so important. So that's you, where the nutrients are. So you want 100% whole wheat or 100% whole grain? E either one's fine, but, you, but it has to say 100%. If it doesn't say 100% on there, it doesn't count. It's got to say 100%. Wow. I learned something again. Love you. Okay, that in the brain. Pam in our audience has a question for Dr. Oz. Pam, where are you? Yeah. Hi. My husband and I saw the show together. We went out, we bought the book, same day got working on the plan. His body responded immediately. Yeah. Day 10, he lost a whole pant size. Nothing, nothing happened different to me. It took to day 17. I was sadly one of those women with a 40-inch waist. I'm 38, 
inches now and on my way down to that 32. That's wonderful. Well, you know, people lose weight at different rates. And a men lose faster. They just do. Men tend to lose a little faster because they have more muscle mass. And right? the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. So you, without even trying, you can start to lose the weight faster. If she were lifting weights, if she were doing weights, because I've heard that the older you get, as particularly as a woman, you need muscle mass and you need to do, it's just as important to do weights as it is to do aerobic exercising. So if she had more muscle, would she lose weight faster? You would absolutely lose weight faster, and that is very good advice. Thank aerobic you. Thank exercise. You. Aerobic. It has to be combined with weightlifting <laughs> when you're older, yeah. And divide it up. You know, think of it this way. Aerobic is good for your That's heart. True. You want to have a healthy heart. But lifting weights builds muscle. So walking and lifting weights build up those core muscles. And that's actually how you drop the weight quickly. And the beauty of that is, as the weight comes off, you can continue to eat and sometimes even eat more. Because yeah. the muscle consumes so many calories. But with you, the muscle, your body's going to also shape differently. It will mm -hmm. take form differently. Will it exactly. Not? exactly. And yeah. you lose the waste, yeah. which is why we call it the owner's manual to waste management. I don't want any excuses anymore. You know, you don't have time to go to the gym. You don't have money to go to the gym. The kids are around. It's a simple program. No bends, no balls, no whips, right. no chains. Just easy. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, too, Dr. Rosen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.